When will the world come back to normal? That was a question I was asked in a recent Clubhouse discussion with Charlotte Lee from Primal Artists. And that made me think. And that's probably my answer here today in that episode of Be Your Own Manager, the career podcast for classical musicians. And my name is Bernhard Karras. And before I dive into answering that really difficult question, I would love to share a couple of things with you before that. On the BYUM Academy, we have a festival coming on, which starts in mid-April and goes over four weekends with amazing concerts, live streams, discussion forums, coffees, and much more. Check it out. It's Nextus dot be your own manager dot com and next us that's um, the right spelling next us with a t in between the other thing i also wanted to make you aware when you go to be your own manager dot com you'll find actually two more courses we'll start a new career management course in may please sign up early for that because places tend to get be taken really fast and also we start a new course on fundraising where you can learn everything from sponsorship to private donorship to actually also crowdfunding. So if this is of interest to you, go to beyourownmanager.com, find all the details and so on. But let's go back to this question of when will the world come back to normal after the pandemic? Well, my answer to that might not be really positive and not what you might actually expect. But I can tell you one thing, it's much more positive than you might actually think about it. I do not think that we will return in the foreseeable future to the pre-pandemic times. That might sound hard, but it is something which I strongly believe in and I will give you facts uh, why I say so in a second. But the other thing is that if you know that early on, you actually can really work with that and create things which are very, very good for your professional future. So I think it actually could be a great opportunity. Now, let us get into that a bit. And I have a couple of trends which I use to model or create pictures of potential futures. And the first one is the COVID-19 virus itself, how that actually develops, how that is, and so on. What we have seen over the last couple of weeks and months is that this virus mutates in various ways and we do not know if the current vaccines will actually help us to be safe towards these new mutations or not. The second thing also on the medical side we know is that we will probably need a vaccine shot against the coronavirus every single year if not more often. So being vaccinated 
getting vaccines and so on is not a kind of solution when we have vaccinated the whole world to say, hey, it's all back to normal. It is something which will probably stay with us for a couple of years, if not longer. We do hope that at some point our immune systems build up enough resistance to deal with any variety of the coronavirus, or that the vaccines are covering all these mutations, or that the virus simply dies out. That happened too in previous years with other viruses. So, unfortunately, even if the whole world has, been, has received the vaccine in 2021, it will not be over. That actually means that we have a lot of insecurity in the market that will continue that way. We also have certain restrictions, like travel restrictions and so on, which will stay in place, even though that the European Union at least will have some kind of passport allowing people who have been tested negatively or who have a vaccine or so to travel. But that stays. So that's number one. Number two is the effect on the core audience for classical music. And the core audience of classical music is 60 plus. Now, especially the older people have been used now and confined to their homes for a whole year. For them to go out in a winter evening to enjoy music, which they did for a long time, might take a lot of effort. And from what I hear from concert houses and so on, who are in touch with their patrons, they actually say, hmm, they rather not go out in the evening anymore. Also, these people are afraid to come back after a year of confinement and sit with 2,000 or a couple of hundred people in the same room, especially with this care of more mutations and so on. So it will be very, very hard to convince the core audience to come back to the normal evening concerts and opera performances we are used to have. But there also lies a certain kind of opportunity. Because one of the things which will be interesting is to cater specifically new concert formats to that audience at a time which is probably not 7.30 or 8 o'clock in the evening. At the concert house, we used to have weekly lunchtime concerts, and they were some of the best-sold concerts we had. Simply because people who were retired and probably a bit elderly loved coming at a lunchtime during daylight to the concert house, enjoy a great concert, probably combine it with a lunch and then go back. They didn't necessarily like to go out in the evening when it was dark, cold, icy, rainy, or anything like that. So one of the things you actually can do is to develop a program for that kind of audience segment during a different part of the day and propose that to concert houses and festivals and so on. Some of them might have thought about it, some of them might not. And also tailor it specifically so that it is interesting to that audience. With the coronavirus, 
as I said before, travel restrictions will actually stay in place. Sometimes more, sometimes less. That will be actually added with a much more stronger feeling and care for the environment. When you remember the pre-pandemic times, one of the biggest public movement was actually Fridays for Future, climate demonstrations all over the world, and they are slowly coming back. And people have been significantly more conscious about the environment, about our climate. Now, what does that mean for classical music? That means that the traveling artists in the way some of the artists did it is definitely over. I do not think that in today's world it is acceptable that a musician is performing on a Monday in Japan, on a Wednesday somewhere in Europe, just to go on to perform on the next weekend in New York. I think these times are over because it's not acceptable for anybody to do that kind of harm to the environment. The next thing which will be scrutinized is actually the traveling orchestras. So having the big orchestra tours flying European orchestras across the globe or American orchestras to Europe and so on will happen only in extremely specific cases. So orchestra touring will become significantly more local. With the insecurity of COVID and travel restrictions and so on, which will be changing a lot and being very volatile over the next couple of years, there's a great chance for you. And what the chance in there is actually twofold for you. Number one, you should make sure that you reach out to all the promoters and presenters relevant to you in your region. And that's kind of up to a four-hour train ride, perhaps. You should make sure that they know what you're doing and also that you can jump in at short notice for certain concertos, for certain opera performances or so. They should have you on a kind of list saying, oh yeah, if I need somebody to play Beethoven Fifth's piano concerto, and my great star cancelled because of travel restrictions, there is someone in the region I can get within four hours. That will be good to know for them. So reach out to them, make sure that you're on their radar screen. The regionality also is actually very, very important, not only to jump in, but because of climate change and so on, it is also clear that you need to play this regional card and say, hey, here I am, and I can actually perform there, and I don't need to take a plane. I can come by train or public transport. It is really easy. I might even actually live in the same city. So there's a great opportunity to build your regional presence, especially because some of the great artists who have been traveling a lot will not be able to do so, or it will not be seen positively if they do so. The last trend I want to speak about, and I picked that up from a wonderful article in Financial Times by Harari, um, the great writer from Israel, 
and a bit of also future thinker, he said in that article, among other things, that the pandemic did not hit us as strongly as prior pandemics because of the internet. We do have technology. And that is actually absolutely correct. If you would think about pandemics in the past, they had a huge impact on our economy and therefore on society. The internet made it possible that we did continue to work. The economy did continue to be actually productive. But it also allowed us to exchange the latest ideas, the latest plans for vaccines, share knowledge on that, and enable us to have a vaccine significantly faster than ever before in the history of our world. The important thing for classical music there is, we did enjoy classical music over the last year via streaming. And I know that streaming is not the same as live concerts or live opera performances, but it is at least something we have. So for you, the important thing there is to be digitally knowledgeable and to use all those technologies to your advantage and to present yourself. And not only to do it in the boring way to actually copy a concert format to the internet, but to think how you can work with that technology to create something which is even more interesting to audiences than just a streamed concert. Last but not least, I just want to pick up on a trend I see in my coaching practice. And that trend is that people long for social connections, for meeting people, for being together with people. Social distancing has a huge impact on all of our psyches. And we don't even know the, the, the size of that impact yet. But it will have that. Classical music is probably the best medicine to solve, to, to help with all the psychological impact social distancing has on us. It brings us together in a room. It brings us together where we feel our breathing, our heart rates and so on aligned with others. We feel the joy we share with hundreds of other people of that great music. So because we are actually looking for being together, experiencing wonderful moments again together with others, I'm convinced that classical music will have a huge return in the future. Yes, it will be different, but you do not need to worry about that. If you do, the, if you follow the tips I've given you before, based on the trends I see, I'm sure you're well positioned. So go out there and see how you can build up your regional audience, how you can create formats which are innovative, which are new, how you actually can reach also in the future the elderly population who might not necessarily go to a standard concert at 7.30 in the evening. If you can do that and if you can bring that joy to people, you have a very important role in our society. 
So think about it, be creative, try things out, and go for it. Thanks so much for listening. This was Be Your Own Manager, the career podcast for classical musicians. And my name is Bernhard Karras. If you like that podcast, please do share it with others. Share it on your social media, tag me so that I can reshare it too. And if you liked it too, please write reviews on Apple Podcasts or Spotify about it. Give it a rating. That would be really highly appreciated. If you have any thoughts or so you would like to share, or if you want to be part of that podcast, do reach out to me. Send me a short message or so. You can always contact me either via social media or manager.com. I am looking forward to hearing from you. Have a great week. Speak to you soon. Thanks so much for listening.